Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, you guys. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina, and I'm so grateful you're listening. Whether you're a returning listener or a new listener, welcome, and you are in for such a treat. On today's guest episode, I interviewed my good friend, Mia Miller. It wasn't really an interview, though. It almost felt like two really good friends sitting on a couch and just talking, and it was so amazing. I met Mia pretty early on in my content creation journey It was in early 2020, beginning of the pandemic. We were both creating content on TikTok and started mutually following each other and then eventually followed each other on Instagram. And it's funny because as our careers and our lives have evolved, they've evolved in similar trajectories because me and I moved to New York at the same time and graduated from college at the same time. And so we just have been in each other's lives and I've watched her blossom in such a beautiful way. She is truly an amazing human being. She is a lifestyle content creator. She shares amazing recipes and outfits and just her life. And the cool thing too is that as Mia's content creation journey has evolved, her mom actually started creating content as well. And so she started managing her mom's account and helping her out. And so they make a lot of mom and daughter content. And the big mission behind the content that they share is that fashion has no age, beauty has no age, and just glowing has no age. And so it was just really cool to hear from Mia about the back end of things and what it's really like to work with her mom in a creation capacity as a content creator, as a creative. And Mia also works for a really cool leather bag company called Freya. It's a vegan leather bag company. And so she does their socials, their partnerships, their events. And she's just such an amazing creative badass and our conversation kind of centered around your journey after you graduate and learning to figure things out as you go and to not necessarily have it all figured out and to embrace that and also to figure out how to be content with where you are and to stop always seeking something outside of where you are and so that was a really big thing that we talked about and so I think you're gonna absolutely love her if you're coming from Mia's world welcome to the pod fam I hope you guys enjoy the episode did you know that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list if that's you it's time to make 2024 the year that you finally check it off the list using Babbel When it comes to learning new languages, something about me that a lot of people actually don't know is that I'm fluent in three different languages because I grew up in Brazil, I speak Portuguese fluently, and then I also am fluent in English and in Spanish, but I also am currently learning how to speak Italian because I started learning it in college for my study abroad program in Milan, but then my program ended up being canceled, so I never really got the chance to fully learn Italian, which is why Babbel has been coming in so handy for me. It's a science-backed language learning app that was designed by real people for real conversations 
conversations and Babbel's tips and tools are super approachable. They're rooted in real life situations and they are delivered in the app through conversational based teaching. So I've been using Babbel to learn how to order food, ask for directions and speak to merchants so that next time I go to Italy, I can practice my Italian and also speak confidently. So if you're also in a journey to learn a new language, I have a special limited time deal for our inner growth listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off a Babbel subscription and this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash growth. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash growth spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash growth. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ciao! And that is everything. So let's hop into the episode. I'll see you guys on the other side. I hope you absolutely love it. And let's get growing. All right, we are live. Welcome to the podcast, Mia. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Of this course. is so exciting. I've never shot a podcast in a studio like this before. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so honored. A little I'm so nervous. excited. I feel like we've been wanting to do this for so long. I know. And I know you want to do it with my mom. We'll, we'll get her back one day yeah. when she's in town. We'll do a mom and daughter yeah. podcast at some point. That would be so cute. We could all three be on the couch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I'm so excited. And for anyone who is listening or watching who doesn't follow you or your mom, like, I don't know how, but if they don't, could you just introduce yourself and just share a little bit about you and what you do for work and just like, yes. whatever you feel called to share. Okay, of course. Um, my name is Mia, Mia Rose Miller. Um, my, what I do has kind of changed many times throughout, I'm only 23, but I feel like somehow this intro <laughs> is always changing. Um, but I guess what I do for work and a little bit about me, um, half of my job is doing PR, in-house marketing, um, like influencer brand partnerships, pitching press, traditional PR for um, a vegan leather handbag company called Freya New York. Um, I started doing that just over a year. Well, actually a year and a half ago now um, after I left a full-time PR agency job. Um, and yeah, it's just me and my awesome boss, Jenny. Um, and then she has like an ads team and some other one-off people there, but it's mostly just us. It's a really small team, obviously, um, and I love doing that a lot. And then the other, like, content creation, social media side of my job, which honestly, like, this makes up majority of my income, I would say, if we're talking numbers and, like, that's what you base your job off of. Uh-huh. Um, but I do – now most people know me as, like, a mom and daughter duo doing things with my mom who's, like – slaying the game she, her, um her platform is california is too casual mm -hmm. she's like it does we do like style is no age kind of showing that um you can like reinvent yourself you can wear whatever you want at the age of well whatever age but she happens mm -hmm. to be 62 um and yeah i think we've done some really awesome campaigns together we shot for glossier um Clairol, Brilliant Earth, and most recently, Aritzia, which is Yay! really cool. So exciting. Um, and yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And I feel like it's we have to go back and trace back our friendship too, because yeah. I feel like it's been so awesome to just see you grow and observe just like how everything has evolved. Like 
basically for context, Mia and I met during COVID. Yeah. I think the first video of yours that I came across was like a morning routine and you mm-hmm. mentioned Lily Sabri and then I started loving Lily Sabri yeah. and then we just like follow each other on Instagram and TikTok and like it was early days TikTok. Like wellness, like that girl trend, whatever, like it wasn't a thing. Like it was so early on, like 2020. Mm-hmm. We have known each other like honestly for a long time, longer than even like me and like Tanya and people that now are my like good friends in New York. Like we've been around for like it a long time yeah, yeah 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 I know and it's so funny because the first time we met in person we were with my mom in yeah. Miami yeah so that was 2021 yeah. in the spring I mm-hmm. think like I had just graduated college or we were about to graduate college and you're your and you and your mom were doing a trip to Miami so we met in and then you moved to New York a little bit before me I think you moved in like June of 2021 yeah and then I moved in August yeah and then we just, like, started hanging out in person. We went to Tulum together in April of last year, which was so fun. Heck yes. And I remember in the fall of 2021, I was working a corporate job. You were also working in PR. And I feel like we had had a few conversations about, like, wanting to do social media full-time, wanting to be entrepreneurial full-time. And then you made the jump, like, early on 2021, Yeah, right? because I was having a mental breakdown at my job. So I was like, <laughs> I got to leave this. <laughs> I just remember it was, like, I was home for new year's and christmas in 2021 we had like a second little covid scare around that time and i remember you texted me you were like i'm done let's go to tulum yeah and then we started planning a tulum trip and then simultaneously you were like by the way i'm I'm like entrepreneur like i'm working for myself now self-employed and honestly i feel like that was really expansive for me to see Mm. you just go for it and another friend of ours callie also did that jump very much around that time so after that, I went to go work at a startup part-time and then eventually made the jump in November of last year. And I just feel like we've both changed. I know. So we've much been on similar similar journeys, years. honestly. Yeah. Do you know what's so funny? I'm kind of going off topic here, but do you know this girl called Cami? She used to be well by Cami or something. Yes. And now I she's think a pole so. dancer. <laughs> Wait, she's a pole dancer? Now. now? But before she was back in the, like, baking era, like, you know, when we were, like... Wait, yes. Yes, okay. I met her the other day in person because now she is also... She moved to New York. She's a model now with my agency. Uh And we just met randomly. And she was like, yeah, I do pole dancing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait a second. Did you used to be a baker and post, like... You remember, like, the everyday baking stuff in the pandemic? And she was like, yes. And that... I know. It was so weird. I was like, we had... There was something going on in that COVID quarantine phase where we had really nothing to do with our lives. So we needed hobbies. Yeah, yeah. And, and all I of us like just became if bakers. If it wasn't for that, like, I just wouldn't have entered my holistic health era. Like, I don't think I would have changed in the ways I've changed if yeah. it wasn't for that, like, yeah. pause that mm-hmm. we had in our lives. And, like, it was, like, a redirection in yeah. a way. But, yeah, I just also remember when you first moved to New York, like, very early on, we were talking about like niches and content and you were already kind of intuitively having this knowing that you wanted to pivot. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's also a nature of like being a creator is like worth changing all the time. Yeah. So like what we post about, what we feel called to talk about, what we do also evolves with us. Yeah. Well, I think it's so interesting because back when I first started on social media, basically backstory is it was the pandemic and I had nothing to do with my days I was like in school and so I got really into cooking and baking and like making aesthetic looking meals 
Um, mm-hmm. And I just started to post. I was like, someone has to see this because, you know, I'm my parents. I showed the pictures to my parents and they're like, we don't care. So I was like, okay, let me just start posting them on Instagram. And But, w- you know, you don't expect anything of it. You're just like, my food's so pretty. Let me share. And then people start liking it. You start working with brands all of, and then all of a sudden you're like, like boom. what how did this happen and then you feel that you have to keep up with it it's not even like a question like oh I can stop mm-hmm. this whenever I want like or I don't know it's just like do you, you feel have like it's like a pressure where it's like oh that got engagement so I should post that to get engagement or is it more like oh I think that's what my community expects of me like where do you think the pressure comes from I think well I think the pressure came from myself because once you see that you can start working with brands, you can start building a community, meeting amazing people, you see all the benefits that so having a social media platform provides, mm-hmm. then you put the pressure on yourself to keep it up. Yeah. I think. I think that's definitely it. Yeah. And I also forgot to ask, but yeah. what's your sun, moon, and rising? Okay, Carolina, we've gone over this so many times and I always forget. <laughs> I switch the rising and... The moon. The moon. I know my, okay, my, I'm a cancer. You're a cancer, yeah, yes. July 18th, and then you told me it's either Taurus or Virgo. Yes, yes. Is I am st- trying to remember. I think. Which one is the one that you. I think you're Virgo rising, Taurus moon. Is moon the one that you truly are, or? So, like, the you sun know, the- is how you shine. Okay. And the rising is kind of like how you see the world. And then the moon is how you feel emotionally well. Okay. I'm not a big astrology okay, girl. We'll have, we'll but have to, we'll but have I to, love... We have to do the astrology breakdown. I love getting into it with Carolina because she tells me all these amazing things and I'm just like, wow, okay. Remember when you got into investing? When the, Do you still do that? Oh my god. Like, no, no, you, I don't oh, do that okay. anymore. I was like, yeah, let me look at the astrological transits. Yeah. Like, Based that on my Bitcoin investing. Yeah. It's like, it no, was working no, no. for a little bit, right? For a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. What is your rising? I'm pretty sure. This might not even be accurate. No, this is... Hold on. I don't think this is accurate, but... This has this has your <laughs> Aries rising no. and Libra moon. No, I don't think that's right. No. I don't think that's I believe right. the Virgo and Taurus because you told me the thing about the Taurus yes. is that they get obsessed with things really yes. fast. So, okay, that, so yeah. I think that you are Virgo a Virgo like moon a. and a Taurus rising. Yeah. yeah, I believe you. I'm just yes. going to say that, that's that, right. That sounds about right. Yeah, okay. So, okay, so Cancer Sun, Taurus rising, Virgo moon. This is the breakdown. This is what how I see your chart coming to life. Okay. First of all, the sun is how you shine, right? And you have sun in Cancer. Cancer represents our moms. And our connection to our mom. So it's like you shine in connection with your mom. No no way. Yes. Like, think about the sun, right? The sun is bright. It shines. So... For everyone? Well, for people who are cancers. It's like, people who are cancers have very strong connections with their mom. What? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, admire their moms a lot. And just feel very connected emotionally with their moms. And so I just think that's wild that and is like really amazing. Yeah. And I really would love to see your mom's chart and like just see how they intersect. Yeah, well, your mom's she's a Virgo. A Virgo. Okay, so I then don't you have know the what moon her yeah. in Virgo. And again, Moon Cancer is ruled by the Moon, and so the Moon also has to do with our emotional wellness and in some ways with our moms. Mm. So again, you have your Moon in Virgo and your mom's a Virgo, so connection right there wow and then the Taurus that's your side that like loves 
fashion, aesthetics, food, going mm. out and eat, like just pleasures. Vibes. Like, <laughs> do you like candles and perfumes as well? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Who doesn't? Exactly. Okay. And then like the fact that you work at like a vegan leather bag company also. So it's like there's the ethical like Oh yeah. Planet. Well, I was an environmental studies major. Do you like, know that? Taurus <laughs> represents our earth. Like it represents the oh five senses. So it's just like really cool when I already know kind of like my friends' charts and then just seeing the little things about them yeah where it's like oh I that's to, their chart I really need to get life. more I believe in it so much like I do but I'm just not very educated on anything it's like a self-awareness yeah thing. it's just like you just start learning more about yourself yeah the more that you learn about your chart yeah but yeah I think it's so cool it's fascinating to me and yeah you were saying like with a Taurus too right it's like we're all in on something and we're obsessed mm-hmm. so it's like oh you love the Westville West kale, kale salad it's like oh, I know. we have this one salad that's it's what like, we talked like about before thing. yeah it's like when you like something Pedro always makes fun of me because whenever I because I'm a Taurus right whenever I go to Jack's wife Frida I'm always gonna get the Maya's bowl I'm always gonna get the matcha like I'm gonna get some very specific yeah. things because I know they're so good. Yeah. And I find comfort in knowing that something is yes. just really fucking good and I just can have it whenever I want. Yeah. Does <laughs> Is that like, do we find, it's so weird because I'm always in this like weird limbo of like ch- wanting to try new things, but also I know what I like and getting like stuck in my ways. And I yeah. have this weird like push and pull sometimes where I'm like, oh, I want to try something new, but then, oh, I'm scared. What if I don't like it and then I wasted my money? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Pedro is super adventurous and he loves trying new restaurants. He does not like repeating. And we constantly have this little... Interesting. Like... I have this battle internally. (laughs) Yeah. And I I love that too. Like, I love trying restaurants. I have a whole list of places on my phone. But I always am just like, ah, why don't we just go to that Italian cafe? Like, I know I love that yogurt bowl. Like, And then Pedro's like, no, like, let's Let's go. Let's try a new place. So... It's a give and take. It's good to have that balance. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you, and we kind of talked about this before we started recording, but when you hear the word inner growth, Mm -hmm. when you hear about that concept or just deepening your connection with yourself, yeah, what do you feel like that journey has been like for you? I think that like all of us, um, we all have like our own growth story and I'm only 23. Well, I guess I'm almost 24. But yeah, (laughs) Um, so obviously I know I'm very young and I'm still going to have these growths and like these. Always. Yeah. Always. We're always. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Um, But I feel like for me, especially post-grad, when I, before I graduated college, I very much had the belief that like, this is my five-year plan. This is what, that's why I moved to New York. I moved to New York before I like Well, I graduated, but I didn't attend my graduation ceremony in real life. I started working before I graduated um, and moved to New York. It was right away because I was like, I need to do this right now. Because for some I remember you were like, I can't wait to be in New York already. Like, we'd be DMing and you'd be like home in San Francisco and you'd just be like, I'm so excited for New York. Yeah. I just have to go. And I don't know what I, why I put that pressure on myself really. Like now I realize, I'm like, New York isn't going anywhere. That's what I tell people when they say they want to move. I'm like, don't rush into it because that was a huge mistake I made. But um, anyway, so my five-year plan, yes, I was going to like work at this PR agency and I don't know, do the corporate thing. Like I really wanted to just, yeah, and I did it. I, I really wanted to experience that life and I thought that 
you know, like society says, that's the definition of success. Once you've graduated, you move to the big city, you have your nine to five and, you know, you make new friends and that's just life forever. And I don't know. Um, I so really... going into post-grad, this was how you mentally were thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And every, every... I mean, that's, I feel like that's very normal. Yeah. I, I put so much pressure on myself. I was in so many clubs. I did like so many extracurriculars, like... I networked like it was all I did just so that I could like prove myself or mm-hmm. land which I didn't even I wasn't working at like a crazy big agency or anything and it was just in PR but still like I just wanted to prove myself I think mm-hmm. um and then when I realized that you weren't happy I wasn't happy and I was like wait is this just it now for the rest of my life like you know, I, I really, really struggled with, um, that, you know, they say like post-grad is like the hardest transition, not, not the transition from high school to college or like even like moving around if you're like an international student. I think that the hardest transition, at least that I've had to deal with so far is definitely college to post-grad. What do you feel like was the hardest part about it? Like not having in the moment. Like I all of a sudden I was just like, wait, so what am I working towards now? And yes. feeling complacent and just like s- sedentary? sedentary. No, I know exactly what you're saying cuz like when you're in high school or even in college, it's like you have semesters and it's like a cycle. Yeah. Right, you get in, you get your schedule, you go to class, you have your homeworks, you have your assignments, you have your tests, that la you do finals then you get a break and then you have spring break and then you have the seasons and it's like very structured but then when you go out into the work world it's almost like is it gonna be like this always yeah like there's just not that structure yeah just like already imposed and like I feel like lacking a sense of community just like feeling very isolated um yeah and anyway so I think the biggest I I recently did you read radically content right yeah, I think that that book really did change a lot of the ways that I like view the world. Um, basically, it's this book by Jamie Varon, Varon, Varon about just how, why are we always striving? What are we always striving for? Like, why can't we just be happy with what we have? And like, it's something I think everyone knows. Yeah, you, I can just say to everyone like, just be happy, blah, blah, blah. But reading it and really having somebody else kind of tell it to you in the ways that she does, she's a, I'm not that good with words. She's a great She's a really great writer. Um, So I think just letting go, she helped me let go of that feeling that I had to know what was coming next. But that was more recent. Yeah, it was was really recent because up until then, like, I feel like even when I left my job, I would put this pressure on myself then, oh, to like constantly be working because if you don't have a full-time job, then, you know, you, if you, if you're not working on like a Wednesday at 12 PM, but everybody else that you know, your age is like grinding, hustling away at their corporate jobs. And I felt like such I don't know, I felt like kind of like a bum or, you know. Like you're not doing enough. Yeah, like I wasn't doing enough. But then then 
you realize that, you know what, I am actually happy for the first time post-grad or like I feel so content with everything that I'm doing. So why do I feel this pressure to like yes. do more? Like I don't yes. know because like, I don't know. So then this book really helps me. Like, I was just thinking about yeah. this as you were talking, how I think this book is a book everyone needs to read. Like, I think it so too. literally changed my mind as well. Right. I think in the aspect that you just said of why do we put so much pressure on ourselves? Like, why are we doing all these things just because we think it's, ex- it's expected of us or yeah. everyone else is doing it or, yeah. oh, it's what's going to make me look better to other people or mm-hmm. more put together or more successful. But is it what I want? Is it what's making me actually happy? And then also, I think her book helped me a lot with body image because mm. she talks a lot about her own journey with her body yeah. and how there's so much like beauty standards that are imposed on women to like look a certain way. Yeah. And I feel like this year I have gotten so many like people just telling me, oh, you're glowing different. I said that to her. I literally said that to you when I saw you for the run. Really? Yes. Oh my God. I said that because you came, you looked like so tan. You just had your hair done and I was like, you're glowing. Oh yeah. Remember at the Nike run? Yeah. Yeah. And like, you guys are always like DMing me this. Like I'm always just receiving this compliment, which to me is the best compliment in the entire world. And I really think that once I read that book, it's like it activated. I think so too. Like it just made me feel different about myself, feel different about life. And it just makes you realize that like you are enough. Yeah. And that doing enough. And that the only like being radically content, I'm doing air quotes, um, is it's like fuck it to the world. And it's like within. It's really within and just being like the only person's which it's so annoying and because obviously like everyone knows everyone says yeah the only opinion that matters is your own but the way she writes it is just different it's different yeah for some reason the way she says it it clicks and you're just like oh yeah okay thanks jamie like (laughs) yeah okay see yeah yes exactly i listened to her on she's been on some podcasts and um i think you would like them also they're really good check them out yeah Yeah, so I guess, you know, learning to release this idea that you have to do things just like everyone else. Yeah, and redefining what the definition of success and happiness is to you, I think. And now I find myself, like, I used to get really, I used to have really bad anxiety. I mean, I still have anxiety, but, like, during the day, I would just feel like this my heart would start racing and I'd be like, I'm not doing enough. What more Mm -hmm. can I do? But... Now, I just, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just more content. I'm like, it's okay. Like, you don't always, you know, things are going good for you. Lucky girl syndrome is real. I believe it. Yeah. Um, And I swear to God, like, once that I started chilling out a little and taking this pressure and weight off myself is when, like, everything just got better. My, like, work got better. Um, I was more happy with myself and just overall calmer and chiller, I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like when I started full-time on entrepreneurship, Shanam has been almost eight months, which is kind of crazy to me. Like, I thought it was only six, but it's actually been longer. I feel like in the very beginning, when I left my job, it was Thanksgiving, Christmas. Like, it was still very much like holiday, so I didn't put pressure on myself to figure out a schedule and figure out a routine. But then almost like the whole first half of this year has been like a lot of personal stuff in my life between like moving, getting engaged, like 
just running a half marathon, like all these different things kind of pulling at my time. There's also been a lot of like learning how to like balance your time when you work for yourself and unlearning toxic productivity. Mm -hmm. Like realizing, as you're saying, like it's okay for you to not be working 24-7. Yeah. For you to be doing other things with your time. Yeah. Find balance between like getting shit done, having some structure in your life, like for me, it's been really helpful to create more structure in my calendar and just get organized, but also learning to have that freedom and enjoy that freedom yeah. when you work for yourself. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting because I, we're in this world, so we, we know what goes on behind the scenes and how much really like it's a lot of like de- sitting at a desk. Like it's a, like lot, a lot of editing, a lot of editing emails, like mm-hmm. normal people things, but the way it looks on social media, I, I I want people to know that, like, I know it looks like we do nothing or, or it do, you know, it looks like but we're I just going to... But I think that's the event. limiting belief is that why do we feel less proud to say, like, oh, we're creators? Yeah. Or, like, I'm a creative person. That's my job. Yeah. Like, I think it's because I was talking about this recently. Like, you go on LinkedIn, right? It's very easy for someone who works a nine to five to just, like, plug in, like, working at this company, I have this title. Oh, I upgraded to this title Mm -hmm. that allow like the progression. But also like when you're working as a content creator or in this space, like you're doing a million things. You're wearing so many hats. We're doing so much also, even if it's behind a screen. Like what people see on the external is like the final product. But I spent all day today just like editing TikToks. Yeah. And you don't, (laughs) and it takes, you actually don't realize how long it takes. Yeah. Yeah, and so kind of pivoting to that, mm-hmm. can you share just like how it's been working with your mom, like from the very beginning? Yeah, like, I want a story time. Okay, like, okay, story how time. How was it when yes. like she first made the post? Okay, and how quickly did it evolve? Yeah, and just yeah. How did it lead up until now? So a little bit of backstory is um, my mom. I mean, I'm just very close with my family in general, and. I was home for, I think it was like Thanksgiving or something, and uh, my family moved to the States at 16, similar, we also connected through this, because you also moved. Um, You moved from Hong Kong. Yes, I moved from Hong Kong at the age of 16 to the San Francisco Bay Area, Um, so I did my last two years of high school there, and then I went off to college, whatever, but my mom used to work um, very high level in the fashion industry in Asia. Um, and when we moved to the States, you know, she wasn't ready to retire. She was like at this time, like 56 or 57. Um, she still had a lot in her, but number one, the San Francisco Bay area for fashion, there's nothing. It's like Lululemon, Patagonia. Um, that's how we came up with the name. California is too casual. And so those weren't the type of brands that she wanted to work with anyway but then also no one wanted to hire such like a hot someone her age for such a high level position because they want the young people basically Mm -hmm. um and they want the new ideas and blah 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 and so I saw her kind of like you know she stopped wearing all the clothes in her closet she stopped like getting ready every day like I saw a little bit of um because what was she like in Hong Kong she was a working mom all the time. Like she, she inspired me. I think, you know, she inspired me in many ways to like strive and dream big and be like a great working member of society. Um, be like a boss, like a boss lady. Yeah. Boss girl, <laughs> boss lady. Um, 
but girl boss, girl boss. Yeah, that's what the word is. I don't know why that was so hard to get out. But um, I knew that she still had it in her, and she had so much left to offer the world. But for for us, social media comes as second nature, and you know that's how we connect. Like. We, we create something and we put it out for the world to see. But that's not how the older generation sees things. Like, they may create, or I don't know. It's just different. It's They're just different. different types yeah. of media. And yeah. Like just social media as a job in itself is very new. Yeah, so. Very, very new. Is, she was like, what are you doing, Mia? But I was like, just, just put on a cute outfit out of the 7 million things you have in your closet and do an outfit of the day. And she's like, what's an outfit of the day? Whatever. I taught her how to When use... was this? This was in um, November of 21. Okay. Yeah, because it was so Thanksgiving. Ju- around the time we had moved to New York. Yes, exactly. And then I went back for Thanksgiving. Um, and so I taught her how to use the TikTok app. Like you, you press the record button, you da 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 da, you speak, and then, you know, you, you upload it. But I deleted the TikTok and I was like, go now, do it, learn for yourself because I'm going back to New York and I want you, I gave her this like New Year's resolution kind of thing. Mm. Um, you know, I was like, I want you to post a t- video every single day, just like an outfit every single day. M- more so just as a reason for her to get her spark back and like look in her, use her fashion expertise, look in her closet and have a purpose every day when she wakes up. And literally within like, a few months, she she was blowing up. Everyone loved her. Okay, um, what was... Do you remember the moment where she started going viral? It was... Or was it just like it was just a an, natural slow build? Like, it was one outfit of the day, I think, went pretty viral. Um, people loved... Like, she did like a Target haul, H&M haul. Because she really wants to... I think she's very unique like she doesn't really do like a lot of the designer stuff um she really has a great sense of style just from she can find anything at like target or h&m um and make it look super exactly and and um so but then i think when i went home again so this was in thanksgiving right but then i went home for christmas um like just a few few weeks weeks later, later and we did like some twinning videos and those went viral like basically we were wearing the same outfit and then we did this like cute transition where we swapped. They took off um, and people loved it. And ever since then... Wow, this was 2021. Yeah, so she's, she's been at it for a while. Like it, it wasn't, you know, I think it's so interesting now because with creators you're like, oh my God, who like, is that? Success, yeah, but, but it's, it's like, actually no. not. Um, but I didn't even realize it had been this long now. Yeah. Um because I feel like, for example, when we went to Tulum, that was April of last year, it wasn't as no. like, much of a thing that you were involved in. No, no, in no. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I think it was kind of just like a natural progression. Like as she became bigger, she needed more help with uh, brands started reaching out. And um, she also needs a lot of tech support because she doesn't know like this, you know, and it's so even funny until now she, carolina my mom she's literally my mom is in la right now for sephora squad like she is doing great but she's posting her instagram stories like she died i don't know how to explain this without using Does my she, like, hand so i'm sorry to the side not even the text the photo was like diagonal with like all this space you know how you can like <laughs> zoom out and i was like mom what are you doing <laughs> um it was so funny and she's you know, there's like a social media etiquette. Me. 
that you and I know. It's just, it's just like second nature to us, but it's really not to them. So that is so funny. To me. Yeah, and the way she 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 writes things on her Instagram story like the world is so perfect today. Or it's just like weird stuff like that. I'm like, mom, you can't really just say this, but okay. <laughs> she's still oh, learning. She's, so she's still cute. learning. She's so um, cute. But like, that's who she is. Yeah. That's her personality. Yeah. And so now both of us are, um, we like brands, it's crazy because now they want us to do it together. They're like, yeah. you know, can you and Mia film like a twinning video exactly this way? we've had like a few go viral and they're like, we want exactly this video. Uh-huh. Um, or mm. they'll want to do more. My mom's going to Costa Rica with a, for, with Weston and my, she's taking my dad on like, I know <laughs> she's honestly like slaying oh the game. Um, and I think that the thing that inspires me the most and honestly, the thing that like, just honestly feels so inspiring to me with like, with what you're doing and what you're doing with her and what she's doing is just like, it's so authentic. Like it's so real and like it just doesn't feel forced yeah and you know what is something that I think the reason her content really resonates with a lot of people is even for me it also helped me alleviate that pressure because she told me she says now that the best thing even though she was literally the president of DKNY Jeans International like she's had huge jobs but she says the best thing she has career-wise done in her life is at 62 starting TikTok so that makes me feel so much better about like I don't need to know what the heck I don't have to have these successes now like because look at my mom at 62 and that that could very well be like something for us you know the best thing may be yeah so long from now so I'm like let's take the pressure off now like yeah I feel like an affirmation that that makes me think about it is it always turns out better than you can imagine or, like, it just gets better and better. Like, yeah. it just keeps getting better. Yeah. When having that attitude. Period. So, when was the first time that you guys got invited to, like, do a shoot together or do a deal together? Was it Glossier? That was the first, like, campaign. Yeah. Um, which was before we had... Now we both have a social a manager and modeling manager separately. But this was before we had either of those. Um, so Which is so freaking I cool. know. When was the Glossier campaign? Oh, gosh. That was in... That was, like, into the fall, no? It was... No, it was in the summer of last year. Um, I think right around... When what? you shot it. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, in... It must have been September. Because it was, like, a mocha. Because like it was for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it was... It was a thing. Yeah, they're a hot cocoa bomb.com. Um, SwissMissBomb.com. But yeah, that was insane. And they just, we got this email. We thought it was a joke. They're like, <laughs> is Glossier emailing us right now? What? Um, and you know. What we, was it like, like being in the studio for the first time for like a campaign? Well, the, modeling. Like, I just want to yeah, know like, okay. how it felt. So it's crazy because like the people that select you to like do the shoot, they're not there. They're not. Well, sometimes they're there maybe, but she wasn't there. So everyone didn't really know who we were. They thought we were just a mom and daughter model duo. No one knew that we weren't models, that this was our first time doing like any sort of thing with a large camera. Um, you know, the, the photographer, um, he, he, his last, he shot Emma Chamberlain's Kava campaign. And he, I was just like, I, mean, I know. turned out insane. Thank you. Um, so but then it was just it, it was nerve-wracking for sure, and I don't really know 
I just was like, pretend you're on Next Top Model or like, you know, that's the only thing that I had to go off. So I was like, just, just pretend, just fake it till you make it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then, definitely yeah, and they were, that. that's what they, they were like, wait, you guys really aren't models? Like you should consider doing this together like more often. And that's when we got it in our head to like, okay, maybe... Maybe we could. Did you just manifest it after that? Did I guess so. Yeah, then, then then they just kept coming. And then we did sign with um, an actual modeling agency. Um, but he only, f- his, he's so cool. He only wraps diverse, um, like, he, like more like character models where the, the companies want someone with a story versus just like a traditional model. Mm-hmm. So everyone's really, that, that's Cammie. The girl that... Um, well by Cammie. Yeah, well by the pole dancer. Um, she's also signed to him. And, like, people... You know, Sony did, like, a cool thing with her because she's a pole dancer. So it, like... Yeah, correlates. that's so cool. Yeah, it's really like cool. unique, right? Yes, exactly. Everyone has a strong personality, yeah. which we love. Yeah. That's so great. Also, something else that you talk a lot about on your TikTok and just in general in life, I feel like, that we've even talked about over FaceTime and texting is New York versus San Francisco. Uh cosmopolitan urban life versus like a chiller more suburban yeah life yeah so give me your take on that okay. how yeah. are you feeling about it currently tell me about the whole dilemma i know that we have the like pretty much the same thoughts on this which is why we talk about it so much um because i know miami i feel like is where you like or the sun yeah yeah like a warm, warm. weather tropical mm-hmm. climate with yes, the beach the same. with the sun with just like grass and birds yes. and trees it's just like i come alive yeah like in a whole I'm, other way. I'm the same i think new york is super look new york is most people will say the greatest in the city in the world and i would have to agree it is but it at the same time it is so over glamorized um and i think it's, I also have this internal dilemma often because I fell into the trap of it and that's why I wanted to move here so badly and like the times that you visit, it's just the best three days or four days of your life. You're walking everywhere, yes, you're eating it's good, like so you're shopping. <laughs> All, there's nothing in the world matters. Um, and so the internal struggle that I have is sometimes I feel like I also contribute to that because I make a lot of New York content. Um, mm. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um Fair. But I think, you know, you and I are the same. And I was Hong Kong, born and raised, which is a tropical, hot, humid. Um, I love the beach. I love nature. I was an environmental studies major. So, like, at my core, I really – that is where I thrive. And, like, the peace and tranquility of a slow life is ultimately, I think, what I need. Yeah, it's definitely the end goal. Um, And so – I do find that when I'm in New York for too many weeks on end or months on end, like I go crazy. I I go, I get so burnt out. Um, Because it's very, I feel like the thing about New York that not that many people talk about is that it's the, it's a dual edged sword, right? mm -hmm. It's like, there's so much going on. There's so many events, so many people to see, so many restaurants to try, so many things going on, events, just novelty all the time and it's so fun it keeps things really interesting but the dual-edged sword is that the flip side of that is that you're always running around and it can be very easy to overcommit to plans and then just the constantly time. be mm-hmm. on and on the go and just doing things and learning to rest and slow down and having the balance there sometimes is not as natural yeah and i was making a hot takes like hot astrology takes on my run today like a video for tiktok oh yes and 
one of the things I said is like anyone who's a Taurus or anyone who has a Taurus placement in their big three specifically, I was like, you need to get, if you live in a city, you need to get out of the city, go on a hike or go on a trip like every month or a few weeks or every few or every few weeks because you need it. Yeah. Like specifically people with any earth placements. It's just like we need nature. Like we need silence. We need to just like ground ourselves because yeah. ev- almost every time that I've come back to New York from a trip, my period, my cycle just is 40 days or something. Like it's so long. Wow. Because my body feels more stressed out. Like my nervous system oh my is just so on edge and then I'll go back to Miami or I'll go on a trip or I'll like go to the beach and go into the ocean and I get my period it's like I get into nature and I'm like that's so so much better last cycle for example I went on hikes like three or four times and my cycle was like 30 days it was great perfect like really really good ovulated in the right timing all of that and then I come back to New York and I'm like okay I need to be extra proactive with like going on a run going to the park or like going to explore Prospect Park and hike there or yeah. taking a trip to up to, um, to upstate New York. Like, yeah. we need to be proactive if we are choosing to be in the city. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I, yeah, once I – now I kind of go more back and forth between San Francisco and New York, and it's really also improved my mental health a lot, I think. Um, obviously, that's a really, really big blessing, but – For sure. And I feel like it's, if you have that option, it's amazing. And I actually haven't gone back to Florida since January. And this is wow. almost July. So it's crazy. Oh my gosh. Like I went to Europe and I went to Hawaii and I did other trips, which were really nice. And I went upstate recently. But I feel like when I first moved to New York, I was going to Florida all the time, like every month almost. And it was almost like the opposite. Like I remember we were neighbors we wouldn't even see each other that frequently because I was gone yeah. all the time. So I feel like that's also another aspect of like traveling. But also in New York, everyone's traveling all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I I have so many thoughts about like also, also something I really struggle with is um, just the culture of like going out every night or not even going. Or like the pressure to do that. Yes. Um, like... When I'm home in San Francisco, it's so funny because I, you know, I'm a grandma at my core. I love to like be in my bed at 9.30 reading with my sleepy time tea, magnesium taken, like ready for bed. But, and I don't feel any FOMO when I'm doing that at home. Mm -hmm. But when I'm in New York, if I'm doing that, because I see all my other peers doing other things, going to these crazy events... I feel the need to do that too. It like makes you feel boring. Yeah. I don't know. I and, feel that too. Yeah. And then, but then when I go to the events, I'm like, I hate this. Why am I here? <laughs> I'd just rather be in my bed. Or or it's like, you know, a lot of these events and even dinners and because now that we're post-grad, a lot of like the way we see people is at, has to be after work. So it has mm-hmm. to be for drinks, for dinner. And that's taking up the, like, you know, my me time. Yeah, yeah, the nighttime routine, basically. So, I don't know, it's this weird, you know, I've I've just also come to accept that the term balance isn't really real and there's no such thing as balance. Wait, really? There never will. Yeah, I don't think there ever will be balance. Like, perfect balance. I don't think there's such a thing as perfect balance. My take on that is that I don't think it doesn't exist because I feel like 
Taurus placements, Earth placements, we tend to be zero or 100 mm. or if you're a perfectionist. And so I do think balance exists because I think for me, the opposite of balance is like I do everything perfect or I don't do anything at all. Yeah. So balance to me is learning to do both, but like offsetting each other. It's like I'm not going out every night, like, mm. but maybe I can do two times during the week and then like once during the weekend mm-hmm. or like I for example figured out that like I can't go out Saturday and Friday night yeah for like drinking or like okay, going out late sense. like so maybe on Friday I'll like have a dinner and then come home watch Netflix like have something more chill and then Saturday is when we can only go out yeah go dancing like go do something fun so I feel like it's that it's like noticing when you're overdoing something and then like catching yourself yeah that's fair that's fair. and then just doing the opposite a little bit more it's like okay if you go out then maybe the next day just like be okay with having a chill day taking a bath doing extra self-care to offset that mm-hmm. it's like adding the yin to the yang yeah but you have to be proactive because in a city yeah. like new york it can be very easy to just not have that at all i know and yeah sometimes like sometimes i see these people and i'm like how do you just go 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 every single day and like because I'll never be like that and it's you know I've come to being like it's okay you don't have to be like that you can Um, decide yeah you can really decide but so for for you right now in this point in your life what are things that you like to do for self-care like what does self-care look like for you self-care has really changed my my opinion self-care is and or my definition because I used to think that it was doing a bubble bath, doing a face mask, journaling. And that can still be yes, self-care. Yes, it totally can be. But I think more so self-care for me lately um, has been just mental. Like really changing the way I talk about myself to myself. Um, and yes, okay, the way I've journaled has also changed. Instead of... Um, because I'm a big journaler, but I used to do like morning pages where I just like write down everything that I was thinking, I guess, which I still think is great. But I, instead of doing that every day now, what I do is in Radically Content, Jamie does this thing called um, her magical thinking ritual, which is basically just like a list of I am affirmations that she does every single day. Um, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So oh my gosh. That Can I has, say something really yeah. fast? Funny thing, when I was reading that book, before I read it, I was already doing that. Mm. So I was doing half of a page affirmations. I'm worthy. I'm enough. I'm beautiful inside and out. I am radiant, whatever. And then the second half is I am grateful for. And I do that too. I was literally already doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I read that book and I was like, oh my God. One step ahead of the game. It's magic. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is magic. It is the magical thinking ritual. Yeah. So, um, lucky I think- girl syndrome. L- the first thing I write is I am so lucky good things are always happening to me is the first sentence that I write in my journal every morning. Um, and I saw a TikTok that told me it should be the first thing that I think about when I wake up, which I try to do, but I don't One other remember. thing that I like to do is sit – like one affirmation that I really like is I deserve all the good things in the world. Yes. Because sometimes when things – are wait. going really well and you are feeling really lucky you might get imposter syndrome or you might feel like wait like something bad's about to happen yeah. like something needs to offset this luck but actually reminding yourself like no I deserve the good did- I deserve the blessings sorry to keep like go go stuttering go. did you know that I got my first tattoo in January do you know what it says I deserve no. good things it says I am it's just says I am 
and I'll show you. It's like here. Oh yeah. my gosh. Did you know that? No. Oh my gosh. I'll show it to you after this. It's in red ink. It's like on my hip, so oh I'm not going to show anyone now. But, um, and then I thought that if one day a word really, really resonated with me or like a phrase, I could like add that. But for now, it's just can be whatever I am, whatever I like. It's just like a reminder. Yeah, I have that oh tattooed on me. I know. Don't tell my dad. I hope he doesn't listen to this. There you go. That's this. a little bit of spirituality in you. <laughs> yeah. It's like the affirmations and the self-talk. Yeah. Like how um, you think about things. Yeah. And then, um, so anyway, going back to the self-care thing, I think that's been a huge change for me and... Sorry, I'm like laughing that you were like, I hope my dad doesn't listen. Oh, because he doesn't know. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, I remember when I got my tattoo, like I'm horrible at like keeping secrets, but especially when it's like something exciting. I remember when I got the tattoo, I was like, I wonder if I don't tell my parents, like if they'll notice. Did they? Oh, I told them. Oh, oh, oh. But I was like, I wonder if they wouldn't notice. And your dad hasn't seen it. Well, it's on my hip, so he's not going to see it. Yeah. I guess if you have a swimsuit on. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't been swimming around yet. Because I got it in January. And wow. There you go. Yeah. Well, eventually he'll know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, I feel like that's so important. It's just like a redefining self-care for whatever it means to you. Yeah. Right? And figuring out that it doesn't have to be that like stereotype right. of like, I have cucumbers in my eyes because I'm like laying in a Because them. you can be doing all these physical things, working out, putting the cucumbers on your eyes, take it. But if you don't... <laughs> If you don't, like, talk nicely to yourself, if you don't feel happy, then what – this is not going to do anything anyway, so – Yeah, it's, like, mindset is everything. Yeah. How you think about yourself, how you think about life, how you think about everything. Yeah. I recently – I was watching a TikTok the other day that the girl was, like, kind of struggling with, like, mental health, and um, she – her – I'm gonna forget her therapist said something like what if you just didn't think that today and she was like yeah what if I just didn't think that like I'm stupid today or or like you know what if you chose to not think that thought yeah like not believe that exactly because the inner critic is always going to be there like that mean voice or like that judgmental voice inside sometimes it's not going to go away but you can learn to just be like wait I don't want to think that way no I don't want to think that way today so why and I think, like, the affirmation exercise in the morning works really well. Yeah. Like, I don't do it every single day. I want to do it every day if I can. But I try to just, like, do it as much as I frequently, realistically can do it. It helps set your day up so well. Like, it just helps so much to start by writing it out on paper. Like, yeah. I'm lucky. I'm enough. I deserve good things. Yeah. So, I love that. Oh my gosh, shall I do some rapid fire questions? Yes, let's do it. Okay, let's jump into it. Okay. The first question is, do you have a mantra or a quote that you love, that you live by, or that you come back to? Definitely tried and true comparison is a thief of joy, because I truly believe it. Same. Yeah. I also say comparison is the thief of authenticity. That too. Okay, what are some books that you would recommend to anyone listening? Um, I don't think if you heard it enough on this podcast, <laughs> Radically Content by Jamie Vernon. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but that is a great book. Um, non-fiction books, I really loved Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. Have you read it? No. Oh my gosh, I have it's it on my so Kindle, good. but I can't get it through is, it. Okay. It, I read the first page, though. I have. Oh, there you go. Just, just <laughs> read a couple more and you, you'll, be, you'll be hooked. 
Um, I'm a big. Wait, are we talking just like any book? Oh, books only, or yeah, books, oh, books. oh, books. Sorry. Um, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm currently. What else? Actually, I really like that book, The Hundred Essays. Did you read all of them? Um, sometimes I just flip to a random page. I don't. Yeah, same. So I don't think I've read all of them. Yeah, I haven't read all of them, but no. I feel like it's a good book to like just open up, read a small little chapter. Yes. And be good. Yeah, and also some of them are like two pages long, so I'm like, oh, perfect. I read something yeah. beneficial today. Yeah. Um, my mind is blanking on all That's the good. books I've ever read. Okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Radically content. And 100 essays that would change your life. Yeah. There you go. Okay, what makes you feel like your higher self or your best self? This is going to be such a basic answer, but like when I'm in the a tropical place, just it doesn't... Literally. Tulum, Bali. Being in the sun, in being, the ocean. Yeah. Because I'm like a weird like water person. I mean, you're cancer. Yes. Like I love scuba diving. I really love like water sports and I just like to be in the ocean, but only when it's clear water yeah sorry yeah i mean tulum water is a yeah. lot of seaweed yeah <laughs> okay last question if someone didn't hear anything from this episode but they just heard this part what would you want to oh leave them God, with you can't put me on the spot like this um i think i would want well okay i started getting like did you do the informational interviews like when you were a senior in college and you would like reach out to alum and be like, what are you doing with your life now? No. Okay, I did this a lot. And I started getting some outreach from current like juniors and seniors that went to my college. Mm-hmm. And I think what I want them to know, because I wish that I knew this when I was looking for a job and deciding what I want to do with the rest of my life post-grad, is that you don't have to decide right now. And what you think you want is going to change 20 million times not just, I already know whatever, that's why I'm stopped putting so much pressure on myself now because I already know that my opinions are going to change within like the next few weeks. Um, what I want today isn't what I'm going to want tomorrow or like in a year. And So much changes in a year. Just to really take the pressure, like forget about your five-year plan because it's not going to happen, sorry. But um, just let, let that go, I think, yeah. and be okay with it. Yeah, I recently have been saying to myself a lot, life always happens the best whenever you control it the least. Yeah. It's so funny. I keep seeing TikToks about that too. Yeah? Like people are saying like, oh, like I'm feeling the best when I don't try and like control my life so much. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Trust that it's going to change, but change is good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Time flew. I'm so happy you did this. Thank Same. you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. That went by so... I Do you know how long it's been? How long did we talk for? Yeah. 54 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And you were like, oh my God, an hour I know. So I was... Like, Carolina before was like, usually we go for like an hour. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say for an hour. Like, what we're going to... You know, I... But, it flowed amazingly. Yeah. This was so it. fun. Yeah. What are... Do you know what you're going to like theme the, the podcast around this one? Like post-grad? <sighs> We can debate, we can brainstorm some okay. titles, but can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Mia, but it's M-Y-A, Rose Miller underscore, um, and then you can find my mom and I together, or mostly my mom, um, California is too casual on TikTok and Instagram. 
Yay! Thanks oh my for gosh. having me, thank Carolina. you for coming on the podcast. And Aww. to everyone listening, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was so fun. Make sure to go follow Mia and her amazing mom. And yeah, I'll, I'll see you guys in the next episode. I hope you remember to water yourself, take care of yourself, and have a great rest of your week. We'll talk soon. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>